Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of our podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm happy to have a guest who is um, Dan Alphon. And let me tell you a little bit about Dan. He is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Success or for Business Success on LinkedIn since 2004. I think I've been on LinkedIn that long too. <laughs> yes. We are old timers on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an extremely powerful tool that mostly is misunderstood. After training thousands of people on LinkedIn, Dan developed a simple method that can help leaders reach their objectives without cold connecting, paying for a premium account, advertising, or trying to become someone else. If your audience is 40 plus entrepreneurs who want to leverage LinkedIn and get leads and revenues in an authentic and organic way, you need to reach out to Dan and get your pen and pencil ready. Our theme today is gonna to be what separates the best leaders from the rest on LinkedIn. Please join me in welcoming Dan Alphon. Thank you very much, uh, Vicky. I'm glad to be part of the Find Your Leadership uh, Confidence podcast. Excellent. So I always start out with an icebreaker, easy question. Where do you call home now? Where do you live? South of Tel Aviv, Israel, in a town called Ganya. Ganya. Oh, my goodness. That must be a first. Yes, yes. What is it that makes our profile headline so very important on LinkedIn? That's a great question, Vicky. Is the, what makes it very important is the fact that it's, it's the only text that people see when they run a search for you. And that, is, uh, uh, that enables our readers to craft a headline that would be more inviting for their audience to try and check them out. It's the most expensive real estate in terms of our profile. It's really your, your picture to the world. And how are exactly. you going to paint that picture? So what should we focus on? Should we focus on our company page or our individual profile? Okay. So if uh, the company employs thousands of people, then the page makes sense. But if we work for a smaller company, the individual profile, Vicky, is what will bring us leads. So forget about the page and focus on your individual profile instead. As an individual, you would connect with uh, people and you would follow very few company pages. 
Very good information because most of the audience is that solopreneur or a, you know, a small business. So that's very good advice. But what are the upsides and the downsides to connecting with, you know, everybody wants to have the big list that the thousands of people. So should we get 500 or more or, and how fast should we do that? Or how should we go about building our connections on LinkedIn? Excellent. So instead of focusing on uh, LinkedIn metrics or vanity metrics, I would advise our audience here to focus on real life business metrics. Mm -hmm. And if you're a solopreneur, then it doesn't matter whether you have 5,000 connections or 500 connection. It matters whether LinkedIn enables you to add revenues, to get more orders, to double your downloads, to triple your subscribers, to have more inquiries. And that means that the number of connections you have is a means to an end. It's a tool. And it's not an objective itself. Yeah, because I guess it's it's just like any kind of in if you had a real live person to person connection, it's really the the value of that or the um, <clears throat> what that connection it is. Is it just a passing by? I see you in the elevator kind of connection, or is it we had lunch together and talked about a deal connection? Absolutely. And if you uh, run a search and you find an interesting prospect and you discover that you and that person share some mutual connections, so if your prospects ask those mutual connections, will they say that you've got to speak with, with, with Vicky because she, she can help you grow your business or will they go Vicky who? Yeah, yeah. So you, you can't have it both. You need to select one, either quality or quantity. Mm -hmm. And many leaders are free to make a choice and they want both. My job is to tell them that they're both mutually exclusive. You can't have it both. Very good advice. So when should you start focusing on sharing content on LinkedIn? And what kind of content should that be? Okay, so uh, the good news is that you don't have to share that often on LinkedIn for most of uh, our audience here. Um, the content that works best is high uh, educational, evergreen, top of funnel content. So if you think about a person who's your ideal avatar or your ideal uh, um, prospect, mm -hmm. say so they could be a solopreneur, a leader who's growing their, their business, what sort of questions are they struggling with? Yeah. And can you uh, provide or produce or curate content that focuses on their needs? And if you're able to do that, then they'll discover your content and then go to your LinkedIn profile and eventually go to your website and conversion is likely to happen on your own website. If you get, get them to go to findyourleadershipconfidence.com, there you have a whole system. You can right. nurture them, they can subscribe to your email list and you have a lot more control. Maybe they're not ready to buy today. Maybe they will in three months time. Right, right. And, and it's just putting out those feelers, those little nuggets of knowledge, if you will, that will intrigue them to want to know more. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So now I found my ideal prospect. And they accepted 
to connect to me. But then I hear crickets, nothing's happening. What do I do? Why, you know, why is that happening? What did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you've done anything wrong, but you, I think uh, it'd be best if you could have some sort of system. So Vicky's system may be different from, from mine, but some sort of system, either before you connect or after you connect. If you go for quantity, that means you need to nurture your connections post connection. So you would send a thank you email and you would ask a question and maybe after two or three or four uh, exchanges, you would get on a Zoom call or send them some, uh, some content and then maybe you can turn that virtual connection into uh, something that is more meaningful. Yeah. The, the other approach would be simply to connect with people you know well. So if you receive an invitation from someone intriguing you, uh, you don't really know, there's a way for you to reply to that invitation and say, thank you very much for reaching out. I don't think we've met. Can I be of help? Thanks, Vicky. That's all. And if that person replies and says, yes, I would like to start working with you, then treat the incoming invitation just like an email and try to assess whether there is some potential in that partnership with that person. And if they don't reply, so Vicky, you have the answer. Very good. It's almost like dating, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. there are many, yes. <laughs> you you, you want to make sure that that first impression is the true impression and that you also kind of dig a little deeper to make sure you know who you're working with or dealing with. Yeah, for sure. So you say that exposure is overrated on LinkedIn. Why is that? You mentioned dating. So let me try and give a, an example <laughs> from, from the world of dating. Uh, exposure would mean that many people would discover you. Yeah. But, but the thing is that if you're looking for, uh, for a, a meaningful person, it's, you know that there are 30,000 people out there that may be a good match. But the qualifying questions for you would not be whether you're one of the 30,000, but whether I could trust you, whether mm -hmm. we could build some long-term relationship. And, and one easy uh, uh, one mistake a lot of LinkedIn users are making is assuming that when they share something on LinkedIn, most of their network will see that content. And the truth is very few of our network is going to see or engage with that content. So if only 2% will actually see what it is that, that we share, the worst place to be would be to have enough 3,000 connections because we think we have exposure, mm -hmm. but exposure starts with 25 to 30,000 connections on it. Because only when you have close to 30K, then those 2% become hundreds of people. Right. So, so what have we done by, by uh, uh, growing our network to 2,000 or 4,000? We've watered down the ability of gaining a meaningful introduction without getting enough exposure. Mm -hmm. And the trouble is trying to get exposure without reaching exposure. So if you want to have a quantity, you need to go all the way to 30,000 connections. And if you're not there, and forget about quantity, you will never, it will take you years together and focus on quality. You could have 300 connections and significant business from LinkedIn. And that's an excellent way to build your business. That's the way I built mine. So those 300 connections, you 
keep in contact with it's you, you know it's it's like anything that it takes you seven times to remember something so it also takes you maybe seven connections seven interactions to be remembered by a connection just imagine vicky what would happen if you, if you have 300 connections you know and you know most of them well because you've worked with them Mm-hmm. So it would it would be a lot easier for you to interact with those people, because if you have uh, 300 connections and you check your notification section, so you see that uh, one of your uh, connection has an, uh, a birthday today, and you're able to reach out to that person and and see how they've been and, and wish them a happy birthday. Whereas if you mm-hmm. had 3,000 connections, then you would have maybe five, six, eight birthdays. It would be either meaningless automation or you would miss out uh, important events like some, someone you know may have been promoted or updating mm-hmm. their profile, moving to, to, uh, to Atlanta or doing something else, and you would miss it because there would be a lot of uh, junk out there. So right. pick a side, simply ask yourself whether you'd like to be in three years' time the most connected or the best connected. And when you're the most connected, or excuse me, the best connected, then those 300 people know possibly 300 people, but even if they only know 10, so they know 10 people and they know those 10 people might say they have some need of what I have to offer, then that's a connection that has a connection that can make my business then grow. You're absolutely right. And we're not necessarily in a business where we need thousands and thousands of clients. Some of our listeners actually need tens or -hmm. or even less than that. So it's it's more meaningful to have one long-term new client thanks to someone you know, and rather than trying to sell commodities to uh, 400 million people. That, that's very true. A lot of the audience are people that are coaches or speakers and, and you only need, you know, six or eight people a year to be manageable to give them the service that they need. You, you could never really manage thousands of people in what you do. So Absolutely. that's really good advice. Okay. So we talk about, um, the the profile and what are I, I know there's just tons of things advice out there that good or bad so what are some myths about LinkedIn well there's so many let's try and focus quickly on the probably the most common five myths and the first is, is uh, something we actually uh, discussed the company page versus the profile so my advice would be to forget about the company page if mm-hmm. you're a solopreneur and focus on your individual profile. So that's easy. We also mentioned the second, and that's quality versus quantity. You don't need to have a large network because it will be very difficult for you to maintain or nurture those relationships. You could have a quality network Mm -hmm. and gain meaningful business through it. We haven't discussed uh, what what we're going to, to say now. So instead of um, thinking about your own LinkedIn profile, Vicky, as a CV or an online resume, the way I would phrase it is try to think of your LinkedIn profile as a website that needs to convert your ideal reader. Because mm. for your uh, ideal prospect, it's not very important whether you joined Neora in 2015 or 2016, because you're not an employee. That's, not, that's less relevant for them. 
or whether you've joined UPS in 2020 or 2021. What could be interesting for them is deciding whether you are a good solution to their problem. So mm-hmm. if, I, if, I'm, uh, if I find myself uh, with uh, confidence issues, I want to become a speaker, but I'm terrified of, of being on a podcast or something like that, then you, you could be a very good solution to my problem. So think about your profile as a way for me to qualify and say mm-hmm. and see that you're able to train me and you've worked with people who had same sort of um, challenges that I have, and then you can convert outside of LinkedIn. So, so first wow. question, who's your ideal reader? Mm-hmm. So is someone who wants to uh, speak more confidently in very general terms? Second question, what action, Vicky, would you like those people to perform if they visit your profile? And your answer would be probably reach out to me one way or another, visit mm-hmm. my website or do something like that. And the last question, are you providing them with the right information at the right time, in the right order mm-hmm. for them to understand that going to uh, uh, your own website is part of the solution? Yeah. Question number one, who's the ideal reader? Question number two, what action you'd like them to perform? And question number three, are you making it as easy for them as possible to make that decision. Yeah, very good. Thank you. So how did you get started in all this though? What what kind of took you from a just the LinkedIn visitor to this guru of LinkedIn? <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it was the, like you said, we're old timers. So uh, uh, I got an invitation in February 2004 for this uh, new shiny object. <laughs> no, no one knew anything about it, but it was from someone I trusted. And I think if I'm uh, being frank, that's the reason I accepted it. Because I, I, uh, I thought that person was a serious person. And if they play with that LinkedIn thing, then maybe it would be a good thing for me to do. And what happened, I had uh, uh, two years later, I was carrying quota in my uh, junior sales position and LinkedIn enabled me simply to slash my sales cycle by probably a third or mm. more than 30%. Because for the first time, I was able to see the name of the person I needed to reach out within the organization. Ah. And prior to LinkedIn, as you may remember, we had to invest a lot of money and get all sorts of databases that were not really up to date. So this was like, you know, discovering a a whole new world where you could instantly find the name of the person you needed to reach out to. Mm -hmm. That enabled me to uh, beat my quota, to have more time. And then I decided it was an aha moment. I decided to uh, dig deeper and, and see what's under the hood. And since you've hit record, a thousand people are joining LinkedIn. Two, two people sign up every second. So I'm glad this has uh, developed so fast. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I realized the power of it was whenever um, UPS started to use LinkedIn to search out candidates. You know, it, it was like, well, let's stop using all these different uh, businesses that are, you know, pushing candidates to us. Let's let's see what they um, have out in LinkedIn. And it was a great way to for us to find some people that um, ended up being great candidates. So that 
that made me kind of take notice of LinkedIn and say, okay, well, let me clean up my profile a little bit here out there on uh, LinkedIn. Well, we're going to go into the rapid fire questions right now. And they're just a phrase or a word, whatever comes to mind. There are a lot of things that you shared with me that I, I know that we can go into a little bit deeper de detail. So my normal thing is you only have a minute to respond, but I, I'm allowing you to have a little bit more time to respond to some of these things. Thank you. So one of your uh, documents that you sent me talks about focusing on the right side. So uh, in that document, it, it kind of shows the business side and the LinkedIn side. So talk to me about focusing on the right side of the metrics. Pleasure. Uh, if we think about metrics that matter to entrepreneurs and to solopreneurs, then they should focus on business metrics. And because they, when they join LinkedIn, they hear all sorts of contradictory uh, uh, suggestions. My suggestion would be very simple. Forget about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a tool. Mm -hmm. What is really important is your business metrics. So let's say that you have a number of inquiries or people who go and, and are interested in finding their voice and they, and they uh, uh, reserve or go to your website and have a strategy call with you. Mm -hmm. Say that every month, maybe you have three such calls and you're able to translate them into revenues. If Vicky, if you're able to use LinkedIn in order to double the number of inquiries, mm -hmm. then that means you mm -hmm. will be able to see down the road, maybe within two months, maybe within a quarter, you would see 10 X amount of dollars because you managed to have, to have six inquiries instead of three inquiries a month. And for, that's the reason my suggestion is to focus on the business metrics. Because at the end of the day, you don't uh, uh, end up your day and you say, wow, I now have, I'm God's uh, greatest gift to humanity and I have 2,000 gazillion connections. You say, yes, my, my business was able to grow. And if you're growing in the LinkedIn metrics, but your business is not making progress, then something is not going doing going right you need to right. focus on the business metrics simply think about linkedin as, as a black box if it needs to feed your business metrics and, and, and linkedin is here to serve us entrepreneurs and not the other way around mm. very good so and again the followers don't put money in the bank Unless you have, you know, when you have 50,000 followers, then you get exposure. But if you have 5,000, that's yeah. not meaningful exposure, I'm afraid. Right, right. Yeah, I have an, another good um, business partner, and they have, you know, the, the 50,000 people. But it took them years to get Absolutely. there. It, it takes a lot of time. So, so it, it, it it's very expensive to veer, to try to move from quality to quantity or the other way around. So simply the fact that we're pivoting or opening a business or looking for a new job does not need to change our networking strategy because it, it might take us three years to get there. So once you've decided about the, 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 your approach, quality or quantity, mm -hmm. don't change because you will not be able to benefit from it. One of the things that brings to mind that same person has also a huge Twitter 
involvement. I know you have Twitter too. Um, have you seen Twitter help you make that connection with LinkedIn? Twitter is uh, an interesting case in itself. The, the use, uh, I consume a lot of content on Twitter without necessarily producing a lot of content. And that also characterizes uh, um, my approach to LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is open 24 seven uh, on my laptop mm -hmm. or, or, or device, but you wouldn't see me sharing five times a day because I think that would uh, be counterproductive. Most of my connections are not interested in discovering the fifth uh, piece of content I have to uh, share today. And that might even make them uh, more blind to the content that I share or they want to right. disengage or unfollow or, or disconnect. Mm -hmm. So as, as a content consumer, I found Twitter to be excellent. It doesn't mean that I want to uh, tweet every three hours because that's not me, but as you can find a lot of, of value without necessarily feeding the machine. Ah, very good advice. So that kind of leads me to the next phrase, focus on the right things. So, so we mentioned maybe uh, the little bit two uh, quick points I'd like to discuss here. One is advertising versus content. Mm -hmm. um, some business owners and entrepreneurs uh, consider LinkedIn to be an advertising platform, but the truth that you and I know is that most LinkedIn users don't click on advertising at all within the LinkedIn platform. Mm -hmm. So it would be just like uh, you were accepted to, to some huge business challenge and the whole world is watching. And it's, instead of pitching, you would say, you know what, <clears throat> let me buy the uh, advertising spot that everyone will try to avoid in, in 20 minutes. And, and mm -hmm. I don't want to, to tell you my message. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Content is what drives our consumption on LinkedIn. When you, when you uh, see someone that has shared something interesting or when you share your own podcast, when you share something else, that enables you to discover content, to mm -hmm. engage with that content. And instead of focusing on advertising, my suggestion would be to focus on content. You could take an, um, an episode you released in the Find Your Leadership uh, Confident podcast, and let, let's take the Are You a Jedi Leader? You could uh, take that episode that, mm -hmm. that you released with uh, Omar Harris, and you could repurpose it in so many ways on the LinkedIn platform. You could use quotes that your guest has mentioned. Yeah. You could use a visual. You could point to the podcast itself. You could have a Q&A session around it. You could... Uh, 20 different pieces just from that uh, episode, and that would be a lot more converting than trying to send people to a paid page where few people will, will click and very few will actually convert. Excellent advice. So the next is, uh, you talk about the three lenses. Right. So let's, let me ask you this. Uh, mm -hmm. You're asking all sorts of questions. Should I do this or should I do that? So the three lenses are uh, my attempt is in trying to provide you with a general framework. When would that be a good idea or not? Ah. Okay. So the first uh, question is whether you, Vicky, as an individual, whether you like it or not. And if you like it, then we move to, to the second stage or, or the next questions, whether you're, you're debating if you should share this or if your profile sh photo should look like that, 
or whether you should accept that invitation or, or uh, answer that poll, whatever uh, uh, question you're, you're facing. The second question is whether your own network approves or is sympathetic to that. So mm -hmm. when you think about your, your network, if you, you uh, um, change something within your profile, if you share something, will they go and say, yes, that's Vicky's style. These are the words she would use that is aligned with the, the with Vicky as I know her. And that's obviously the best answers because if you, you like it and it's aligned with the way people who know you think about you, then mm -hmm. there's no problem. There's no gap. And we can ask the last third question when you consider your ideal reader on LinkedIn or the prospect or your, the client you'd like to attract, will that make them even more compelled to discover what is it that you do? Mm. And if it resonates with you and your network and your ideal target, then you should definitely do it. Do it. If something is missing, say you like it, your network likes it, but your targets are not very interested, then you might lose some, uh, some appeal when you do it. Or if you like it, and even your uh, uh, ideal targets love it, but your, uh, your own network does not understand why you're doing this, maybe you have changed. They have known you before UPS or before you launched a podcast, and now you're sharing content that they didn't think was appropriate with you. But th the reason they don't get it is that you have pivoted and you have changed. Mm -hmm. So what you could do is simply educate your network. You could share a post saying, this is what I would like to uh, uh, focus on in the last next couple of months. So you maybe see, uh, you, you will see that I'm sharing this sort of content, that sort of content. And by the way, if you know a good guest, if you know of a good, hmm, please let me know. So that would make some people understand that the phase they've worked with you is over. And they would, it would make more sense to them if in two weeks time, you would share that sort of content. So these are the three lenses. And if, if all are, are negative, then it's better for you to not to perform that action. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the other business that I have is anti-aging and wellness. And so I always have to educate people why that is tied to confidence and leadership. And, and, and you know, it, it really does tie in well, because if you don't feel well, if you don't appear like you want to look, then you lose confidence. You don't, um, you don't take the risk. You don't do that live because you don't feel well or you don't look good. And so it, it ties nicely to it. That's interesting. And, and the fact that your network is more aware of that facet in your personality makes them more, uh, they make it, make them likelier to, to see that in a positive way, simply because you've, you've told them about the, the link you see between confidence and, and, and the rest. Yeah. So the last is, what are you most grateful for? Um, we, we're, uh, we have the ability to uh, eat more than we uh, need to, and we have shelter above, uh, above our uh, uh, head. And that's something that maybe a large proportion of this, uh, this globe uh, doesn't enjoy. And I think mm. it's... Um, as much as we always uh, looking for something else, many people don't have that ability to, uh, to go to sleep once uh, they've eaten enough and to be with their loved ones and to not to worry about uh, 
deprivation and, and, and loss all the time. So I'm thankful for all of those uh, each and every day. Awesome. Well, it has been wonderful talking with you. I'm going to share my screen so that those of you that are watching can take a screenshot. But if you're just listening in, get your pen and pencil ready. I will read at least the website so that you can capture how to contact Dan. So here we have the information about Dan's website, social media. And here's where you want to have your pen and pencil ready. Ready? It is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, Alphon, A-L-F-O-N. So Daniel Alphon, all one word, dot com. So HTTPS colon that forward slash forward slash www.danielalphon.com. Social media, you can find him on YouTube. And there's a big, long thing for his playlist, but if you just search Daniel Alphon, you will find him. LinkedIn, he is at Alphon. So search for Alphon. And then Twitter, he is Daniel Alphon. He has a free gift, and I will let Dan talk to you about that free gift. Thank you very much, Vicki. You mentioned the importance of our LinkedIn profile headline. So my uh, um, giveaway to the uh, Find Your Leadership uh, Confidence uh, community is a cheat sheet that then will enable them to craft a better headline. And that headline will be more appealing to, uh, to their audience. And it's called Create a LinkedIn Profile Headline that sells. It's easy with examples and screenshots and before and after, and even a, a simple formula for them to, uh, to improve their uh, that important uh, real estate piece. Awesome. So you can get that at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. And it's his, his website again, www.danielalphon.com slash pound freebie. Again, it's at his website slash pound freebie. There we go. All right. So thank you so much for sharing information that was been wonderful. What a great way for me to start my day with all this fabulous tips and tools that we can uh, take advantage of peeling that onion, the layers of LinkedIn so that we can better understand it and be able to make a difference in our business, working smarter rather than harder. My I want to... I want to encourage everyone to reach out to Dan with questions, go to his website, check out YouTube um, and his various things that he has on his playlist. Don't forget to go and get that free gift. I know I'm going to go and grab it. And I just want to, again, thank you, Dan, for just a wonderful time today. I definitely bring you back on uh, at another time so we can delve even more into the LinkedIn, maybe uh, get some uh, future insights and maybe you'll do a book. Wouldn't that be great? Huh? <laughs> Anytime. Thank you very much for having me, Vicky. Awesome. So until next time, remember life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling. 
where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.